Hello and welcome back to the California Work Comp Report, and hey, happy 2023! How the heck are ya? For the new year, we're trying a bit of a different format than our usual programming. We're going to be posting bi-weekly episodes that are a bit shorter than our previous episodes. This way, we're able to deliver quick, succinct information that fits in there with all your other, less favorite shows. Today we have attorney Jason Wells in the studio to answer a few questions about workers' compensation from the perspective of an injured worker. Jason is a member of the California Applicants' Attorney Association and serves on the board of directors. He's an active contributor to the California Applicants' Attorney Association's education and has an extensive background in California workers' compensation. You can find Jason at wellswellslaw.com which we'll be plugging at the end of the episode and linking in the show notes wherever you're listening. So we are we are back in the studio, and today we have a special guest. We have workers' comp attorney Jason Wells. Jason, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Jason is going to answer some questions for us today that, that we have about the workers' comp system to help us get a, a better understanding of how it works. But before we get to that, Jason, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do in the work comp system in California? Sure. Um, well, I'm an applicant attorney, and um, just for people that are sort of new to the system, that means I represent the injured workers. And most of my cases are in Northern California. Most of my clients are safety personnel, so Cal Fire, uh, Department of Corrections in California, CHP, sheriff, firefighters, police officers, and then I do a lot of catastrophic cases as well as something called the Subsequent Injuries Benefit Trust Fund, which is a very narrow niche in the workers' comp system in California. And um, I serve on um, the California Lawyers Association um, Executive Committee for Workers' Comp. And I tell you that because that committee I think is great because we have judges, defense attorneys, applicants attorneys like me, and we all um, are working together to make the system better and to address the issues. I also serve on several committees for CAW, which is the California Applicants Attorney Association, which is a, it's basically a, a membership group of applicants attorneys like myself. So it, so it sounds like we are simpatico in our, in our uh, goal of, you know, improving a sort of broken workers' comp system in, in California, um, as, as we've observed. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I, I think a lot of people on both sides want to want to improve it, for sure. I mean, that's right. the conversations we have at CLA. Right, right, right. Um, so it sounds like you have quite a bit of experience um, uh, as to the answer to this question that I have here is, you know, what what is the role of an attorney in California workers' comp, kind of generally speaking? Well, I can't speak to it to the defense attorney other than just to what I see. Right. Um, but as an applicant attorney, I can tell you um, what we do for injured workers. Our role is to make sure that the injured worker gets the benefits that they're entitled to. And that's a real simple answer. Uh, the, the, the how is much more complex, yeah. but the simple answer is I'm just here to make sure that the benefits are delivered because they're not always delivered. Right, right. 
as as we've as we've discussed many times on the podcast. Yeah, just to follow up what you said, basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to work with the defendants, which it could be insurance adjusters, claims admins, mm-hmm. uh, defense attorneys, and our a lot of times it's just working through the the um what's the word i'm looking for sort of the friction in the system and trying to smooth out that friction sometimes it could be something very simple that the system just causes on its own where if i'm involved in the process working with defendants it could be resolved much easier than if an injured worker's on their own yes yeah just because i mean as as we've discussed you know many times in uh, the person who knows least about the workers' comp system is the person for whom the workers' comp system revolves around, which is the injured worker, um, who is, you know, thrown into a system full of uh, insurance adjusters and and attorneys and and, and workers' comp uh, doctors and such who who work within the system. They know what they know about it. The, the injured worker gets injured, and then suddenly they are part of the work comp system. Um, so yeah, it, it seems, you know, sort of advisable for, for, a, a injured worker to, to speak to an attorney if, if things aren't going well, for sure. Well, and just to touch on that real quick, um, what you just said about the injured worker being the one in the middle of all this confusion. Yeah. I will tell you that, that I know I have a successful intake call and that's mm-hmm. when a person first, first speaks to me mm-hmm. when they say, I feel much better. Right. I haven't, there's no way I've solved any of their problems right. in that call, right? Because we're just talking. I haven't done anything yet. Right, right. But just by talking to somebody and realizing that there are solutions, and a lot of them's just the common sense of doing what I do, and an injured worker's not going to have that common sense because, as you pointed out, they don't know anything about the system. They just want to get fixed and back to work really right 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 um this is a uh, this is this is sort of a if if nothing else just sort of an aesthetic callback but we did we did a, a series purely on uh dante's inferno just the 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 epic poem we we just did a series on that recently uh, you know with the history of it and everything we didn't speak about workers comp at all until the final episode where we made sort of a metaphor for how it all fits in but in a lot of ways you know it's it's you imagine uh, dante going through uh going through inferno without virgil you know and and how how crucial of a character virgil became um you know even even if the sort of tensions in the in the in the poem sort of rise you know later on i i mean it's like it's hard to imagine going through a whole process like that alone or inversely it as you said uh, uh, somebody might feel so relieved when somebody's kind of speaking the language that they're getting thrown at them, but also translating it into language that they understand, as well as saying, hey, I'm here on your side for this. You know, I can't imagine how relieving that must be, you know, especially when when so much is at risk. For sure. That's always the goal, is for them to feel at ease by the end of the call. Right, right, right. Heck, I feel at ease right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, I got to ask the, uh, I got to ask you, why and when do clients choose to use an attorney? So I always get asked that question. Um, 
Injured workers should call an attorney under several circumstances. I'm going to try to give you a, a short list and maybe explain the list. But the, definitely, if you get a notice of delay of claim or a notice of denial of claim, you want to contact an attorney. And so for people that are listening to understand, when a claim is filed, the carrier has to accept the claim, delay the claim, or deny the claim. Right. And typically what happens is if the claim is not accepted right up front, it's going to be put in a delay status for 90 days, and they have 90 days to investigate the claim, although some statutes for certain claims have now changed that and shortened that, but I'll just keep it simple at 90. So simply put, if you get that delay letter, they have decided they're not going to accept it right away. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to later, but I always tell injured workers, don't sit and wait around for them to accept it. You need to move and develop your case. And the only way you can develop your case is to contact a lawyer. There may be some things that we need to do to get things moving along for you. Obviously, if your claim is denied, I mean, that's, an, I mean, pretty much most injured workers, um, they want to do something because, hey, it's denied. What do I do? That's exactly. a pretty simple one. Yeah. Um, the second example is regardless of the status, even if it's accepted, if you have an injury where you're going to lose significant time and you're going to end up having a disability. Now, a disability doesn't mean you can't return to work. It just means you're going to have a reduction in your ability to do things in, in your job in the labor market. So what what's an example? Let's say I could lift 100 pounds as a laborer before my back injury Strong guy. and I, I heal. I do pretty well. I respond to treatment and my case is going to settle, but I can only lift 50 pounds now. That person has disability. So navigating that, particularly with the way the system is now, where we use the AMA guides, which is a, a, it's a medical book um, and Attorneys have a hard time understanding it, so an injured worker certainly isn't going to. So that's a, another example. Um, and then, obviously, anyone with a catastrophic case, somebody that's, you know, if you're, if you're going to lose your job um, and potentially be precluded from the overall labor market, if you're wondering, geez, what am I going to do now, you definitely want to call a lawyer. What happens for the employer, carrier, and injured worker when an attorney is introduced? That's actually a great question. Um, and it's something that some of my clients will ask me. And I, I think it's natural. I think people, they, people think if they hire a lawyer that they're suing somebody and things are going to get difficult. And right. um, it doesn't have to be. All I'm doing is enforcing jurisdiction of the Workers' Comp Appeals Board. Now that sounds, that's a really official way of saying, I'm letting the court know that we have a case and we're protecting any rights that the injured worker may have, Absolutely. whether or not those rights need to be protected. Now, why is that important? Because we need to make sure that until this thing is done, that we don't have any situations where the injured worker goes without benefits because they didn't do something. And right. the system is very, you know, very codified and in, 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 in specific. If you don't yeah. do something, you could lose a benefit. And it's, and it's done for a reason. Um, now, how the employer looks at it, most of my clients, I tell them, don't hide it. 
Um, employers are going to get notification from me when I file a case. I always tell my clients, especially if you have a, a good relationship, just call their employer and tell them, give them a heads up, they're going to be getting something from me, that I am not doing anything. I've, I don't have a beef with them. Yeah. Really, the real reason why the injured worker is calling me is they're confused by the system. And I don't want the employer to get my paperwork and think that some, they've done something wrong. Now, sometimes in certain situations they have, and they'll get different paperwork. But 99 of 100 times, that's not the case. Now, the carrier, usually what happens with the carrier is they hire a lawyer at that point. Most non-state, and what I mean by non-state, um, SCIF, State Compensation Insurance Fund, which, yeah. which represents all, all state entities, which I represent a lot of people in that. Um, they have lawyers on staff. We generally still deal with the insurance adjuster with state fund. Everyone else that's non-state private claims administrators, most of the time they'll hire a lawyer. And the final uh, part of your question, injured worker, the thing that changes for them the most is getting used to letting go of some some of the things that they worry about. When you hire a lawyer, your lawyer should be now following up on a lot of the things that they worried about, probably even things they didn't even know about. But for the injured worker to have that mental shift now and and to realize that, okay, I hired a lawyer, I don't need to worry about everything. Right. And, and I guess I can't speak for other applicants attorneys, but with me, I think that's the mental shift that the injured worker has to take when when they hire me or another AA, uh, right. another attorney. Thanks for listening. For more about Jason and his practice, visit wellswellslaw.com. And to learn more about RateFast Workers' Compensation Impairment Service, visit us at rate-fast.com.